It's good to be with you. I was considering as we were thinking about baptism, as we were thinking about gathering together as a church, that we live in a world that cherishes and celebrates even a transient mentality. That is to say, we love being non-committal about almost everything. We don't like committing to anything just in case a better offer comes up. And, and that means that we live in a world where it's rare to see anybody really show their true colours. And I was trying to think of the places that we see in our world and our culture where you are most likely to see people show their true colours. And I would say that the most prominent place that that occurs is in the sporting arena. So I've brought my... uh, Actually, it's not even mine. Thanks, Billy, if you're watching. I said to Billy, hey, can I borrow? He said, yes, before I'd even finished. And, and then he said to me, I'll put it in a bag for you and drop it off. And I'll, I'll put in my hat as well. And just so that you can really rub it in, he said, I'll bring, I'll bring the scarf over as well, just to be really obnoxious. We'll leave those there. For the moment, I might leave the hat on. When I put those colours on, you know straight away which side of the border my loyalties lie, don't you? I don't even have to say, and I've already had people heckle me, traitor and legend. legend. Yeah. I don't need to remind you about what those colours represent. For the majority of people in this room, that means it represents your pain and your anguish. Lifelong torment. That moment in the dying seconds when those Queenslanders come back again. I had a taste of that just in this last series. I thought, oh, please, no, but, but you were consistent. Without a, without a word leaving my lips, if I pull those colours on, you know who I support and who I identify with. Without convincing you of my heritage or showing you my birth certificate that says that I was born in Nambour on the Sunshine Coast in the great state of Queensland... If I pull these colours on, you've already drawn your conclusion about my geographical origins, or at least where my loyalties are directed. I'm a Queenslander. I always have been. I haven't lived in Queensland for over 20 years. But I can guarantee it until the day that I go to my grave, I am a Queenslander. 
Even if I hadn't told you that before, even if you didn't know that about me, if I wear those colors, if I pull that jersey on, if I wear that scarf, if I wear that hat, you know. The question is why? Because I showed you my colors. The truth is that I was actually... I can't say that I was hoping that Queensland would lose, but I had in mind talking about this as an illustration before Wednesday night and the decider. It would have been even sweeter to a certain degree if Queensland had lost and if New South Wales had taken home the trophy for this year's series. The reality is supporters will still pull their colours on and still say, win or lose, I'm a Queenslander. Just the same way as you guys have done for about the last decade. (laughs) This is a symbol of what I support. And I use that word symbol very purposefully. Because I haven't ever run onto Lang Park or Suncorp Stadium or ANZ Stadium or Melbourne, or Adelaide. I've never run onto those and represented Queensland at that level of football. But when I pull on these colours, I associate myself with that team. The reality is I wouldn't last 10 minutes on the field of a State of Origin match. But every time Queensland has won, or in your case, every time New South Wales has won, what do we say? We say, we won the state of origin. I won the state of origin. I didn't play. But they're my team. And these are my colours. I'm a Queenslander, therefore I'm victorious. That's what we like to think. Now, the reality is that maybe you've come in this morning or maybe you're watching online and you don't give a hoot about the state of origin. You don't care about football. Maybe you're from Victoria and you love aerial ping pong. Maybe you're into competitive cross-stitching. I don't know, okay? I don't know what, what it is that you love... But the reality is is that we all pull on our colours every day. We always are wearing something about our life that demonstrates to those people that are watching who it is that we stand with, who it is that we associate with, who it is that we identify with. And so we fly our colours every day. And there are more profound colours to wear than just the team that you support in the state of origin or whatever sport you love to support. We have the opportunity to pull on the colours and take a stand with, with a more wonderful heritage and identity than any earthly endeavour could ever hope to achieve 
We have the opportunity to pull on our colours every day for Jesus and say, I stand with him. I'm hoping that many in this room have. Many watching online have, but maybe, just maybe you haven't. And to a large degree, the the symbolic act of baptism that we're going to see a little bit later this morning, that's what that's about. It's about stepping into the water and pulling on your colors in front of a watching world and declaring, I'm with him. It's about saying his death is now my death. And his victory is now my victory. You walk into the waters of baptism and you pull on the colors of your Savior. We say, I'm with him. I'm with him. I want you to read with me in your Bibles from Romans chapter 6. Find your Bibles, Romans chapter 6. If you don't have one with you, I think I've got it on a slide for you to read along as well. I'm going to read from the Christian Standard Bible, Romans chapter 6. I'm going to read from verse 3, and we're going to go down to about verse 11. Romans 6, verse 3 says this. Or are you unaware that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death. Therefore, we were buried with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, so we too may walk in newness of life. For if we have been united with him in the likeness of his death, we will certainly also be in the likeness of his resurrection. For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin might be rendered powerless so that we may no longer be enslaved to sin. Since a person who has died is freed from sin. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we also live with him because we know that Christ having been raised from the dead, will not die again. Death no longer rules over him. For the death he died, he died to sin once for all time, but the life he lives, he lives to God. So, you too consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. Paul asks a question at the outset of that verse. Are you unaware? Some translations say, do you not know? Do you not know? And there are three things that he he quickly passes through, and I want to just touch on them this morning briefly. Do you not know? Here's the first one. Do you not know? That you identify with his death. Have a look at it in verse 3. 
Or are you unaware that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? His death is my death. When your eyes were open to the reality of Jesus Christ, you saw him for who he truly is. The one true and living God, the savior of mankind, the rescuer of my soul. The moment when you bowed your knees before God and you released the pride of your own heart before him and to him into his nail-pierced hands, you experienced a redeemer. And you experienced the rebirth of your own soul. In that moment, you were baptized into Christ Jesus. And then for those of you who have and for those of you who are about to step into the waters of baptism, we demonstrate, we symbolize and display what is a reality of our own heart. When you step down from the edge of the water and when your head dips under the water, you're pulling on your colors. And there's a watching world who is peering on and wondering what this is about. And you're saying, I'm with him. His death is my death. I am crucified with Christ. That's what occurs. It's one of the reasons why in this church, we hold firmly to the fact that baptism is an act of immersion, of going under the water because of the symbolic nature of it. Where we say in that moment, you died. That's not the only question that Paul asks. Do you not know? Not only did you identify with his death, but you also identify with Christ's burial. Verse 4, therefore, we were buried with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, so we too may walk in newness of life. You want to know why Jesus went to the grave? I mean, why not just die on the cross? If, if dying for our sins was the only important thing, why not just die, from the cro- uh, die on the cross and then all of a sudden spring off the cross and say, I'm alive. But that's not how it happened, right? He died a terrible death on the cross and was taken down and buried and for three days experience what all of us will at some point in time experience unless the Lord comes soon. Jesus went into the grave so that in his resurrection from the tomb, God's glory would have its fullest demonstration. So that the newness of life and dominion over death could be accomplished. Jesus went into the grave to defeat it. Have you identified with that? 
Did you see what verse 4 said? We were buried therefore with him by baptism into death in order that. Burial is not the end of the story. Burial is not the place for final goodbyes and generous eulogies even. Burial is meant to achieve something. Burial is a pathway to newness of life. And we all want that, don't we? Newness of life is attractive. But that other bit, the burial bit, we'd rather leave that out. There's a singer by the name of David Crowder. He sums it up very well in the opening verse of a song that he wrote and sings called Everybody Wants to Go to Heaven. This is what he says. Everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die. Lord, I want to go to heaven, but I don't want to die. And though I long for the day when I have new birth, still I love living here on earth. Everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die. When you plunge into the waters of baptism, for just a few brief moments, you're cut off from the ability to draw a breath of fresh air. For those who are about to go into the water, don't worry, we won't keep you down there for long. It's a symbol. But you won't be able to breathe while your head is under the water. For that brief moment, you hold your breath. And in that brief moment, you identify with Jesus in the tomb. But even though you can't breathe there, you are yelling something to this world. You're yelling to him, not only was I with him when I walked down into this water in symbolizing my union with him in death, I'm still with him in burial. His death is my death. His grave is my grave. And you are crying out, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Because we not only identify with his death and with his burial, the third thing that Paul says is, do you not know? You identify with his resurrection. Have a look at verse 6. Chapter 6, verse 6 from Romans. For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin might be rendered powerless so that we might no longer be enslaved to sin. Since a person who has died is freed from sin. Now if we died with Christ... We believe that we'll also live with him because we know that Christ, having been raised from the dead, will not die again. Death no longer rules over him. Did you hear that? So before your breath runs out, your head will once again break through the surface of those waters. You will breathe in a breath of fresh air. Because you're alive. You died with him. You were buried with him. But now you're alive with him. You're alive with him. 
verse 8 of that same chapter, just to remind you again, if we died with Christ, we believe that we also live with him. These are the colors that you pull on in the waters of baptism. These are the colors that you pull on. His life is your life, a life dead to sin and alive to God. Can you do that? Can you defeat death? No, you can't. In the same way as you can't win the state of origin, and neither can I. But I pull on my colors and I stand with a team, and more importantly, I walk into the waters of baptism and I stand with Jesus and I say, His victory has become mine. Jesus defeated death. And as I identify with Him, I say, I, I am crucified. He was buried. And in Christ, I say, his grave has become my grave so that his victory will also become mine also. For many here or watching, this has already happened. But for those who have not yet bowed the knee to Jesus, today he's calling you by name. He's saying, come Identify with me in my death. Be separated from this dream that you called life and experience victory and become alive, truly, abundantly alive to your God. And so the invitation is now come to the waters of Christ. Look, baptism is not some mystical ritual that may only be attained when you reach some sort of lofty spiritual state. You don't have to reach, you know, level nine of Christianity 101 and then you graduate into the waters of baptism. This morning, if you own the Lord Jesus Christ and if he owns you, then you qualify. Someone to say, I am going to pull on my colors. I stand with Jesus. Baptism is the earthly reality of pulling on your colors, standing before a crowd and saying, I'm with him. No matter if the path leads through the grave, I stake my claim on life by giving up my own and gaining his. It's echoing the words of Paul when he said, I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me and the life that I now live in the flesh. I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. That's what baptism is about. And so I'm going to ask you a question. Are you willing to stand today and declare before all of us your willingness to stand with Jesus? To pull on your colors. And if you've never been baptized in this way, then why are you waiting? What are you waiting for? An invitation? Good, I'll give you one. But if you have never known Jesus in this way, I'm going to ask you the same question. Why are you waiting? What are you waiting for? 
An invitation? I'm giving you one as well. Everybody wants to go to heaven. Nobody wants to die. Today's the day to pull on your colours. There are four today, another one coming in the coming weeks, I think, isn't it? 20th. Who have said, I'm pulling on my colours today. I've identified with Jesus, his death, his burial, his resurrection, and today I'm going to show the world physically, symbolically, and loudly that I stand with Jesus. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your love for us. Thank you that what we could not achieve for ourselves, you have done powerfully. You have demonstrated your love for us in Christ, the one who was willing to leave all the pleasures and glory of heaven for our behalf and become nothing on our behalf to die the death that we deserved, to go to the grave that was marked out for us, but who defeated it, who took the penalty of sin and now has given us the opportunity to embrace his righteousness to stand before you holy and blameless, although we don't deserve it. And all because, not of what we have accomplished, but because of what he has done. So we thank you for those that will enter the waters of baptism today who are staking their life and hope that they are pulling on the colors that represent their Redeemer. And we celebrate with them. But there are others, Lord, here who may be watching online. Lord, will you reach and convict their heart that they might know that they have a God who loves them. That there is a pathway forward that goes through the cross, through the grave, and into the hope of eternal security. Lord, help us all to be people who every day pull on their colours for our Redeemer. Amen.